Ah, yes. Good to be back here on this Wednesday. Mike Steely, Parker Thune with you on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Network. Thanks again to our uh, opening hour sponsor, Mr. Tim Lasher and his great company, Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 405-579-3113. That's 405-579-3113. Parker, how are we doing today? Everything good? Well, it's a Wednesday, Steely, so we're now on the downslope towards the weekend. That's I like the downslope. Always something I can get behind. I'm with you on that. So, who filled in yesterday? I didn't. I was so out of pocket yesterday. Was it Connor? It was me and Connor. Okay, that's what it was. Me and Connor and a lot of the nip. I uh, the nipple Meyer Chevrolet text line. and I heard we had a, a it was controversy. Like I think it was legitimately mule shoe and all in the running for the most active day we've ever had on the nip. Really good stuff. And All its right. Previous incarnation with the old sponsor, the uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet Tax Line. You guys always do an incredible job with that. Four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine. That is four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet Tax Line. All right. Uh, so, thanks to Connor, I was out of pocket yesterday. You know, a couple people have accused me of taking too much time off on the text line recently. I'll just explain. It's a serious deal. Some people already know this. My wife contracted MS, so we went for her first uh, MS treatment yesterday. Kind of like an infusion. It basically looks like a chemo treatment. So that's where I was yesterday. She'll have her second uh, treatment coming up in 13 days. So I'll take that day, too. So, yes, I think I need to be with my wife at those. So just in case uh, anybody was wondering, I'm not a big take-time-off guy, but there are things that take precedence of a radio, and that, that is That certainly qualifies. Yes. Now, I understand there was a controversy over a Mexican restaurant yesterday that even T. Rowe said that he was uh, – he was advocating for your dismissal. Really? Yes, this morning. Uh, said, Parker, is, he's got a great job. He'll land on his feet, but he needs to be dismissed because he's dismissed Tara Hamaris. Or as Shay's dad said, Tara Tamara. You know, it's interesting. Uh, <laughs> it's interesting that all this is coming to a head when it is because I've got an appointment for dinner tonight with an old friend, and you know where we're going? Really? Tara Humaris. Oh, so my gosh. We'll see really? if this redeems my previous Tara Humaris experiences. Thank you, Johnny. That's nice. Uh, I like Tara tomorrow. As Shay, I always, that's what I call it now because that's what Shay's dad always said. Let's go on over to Tara tomorrow. You, wait a minute. You want to go to Tara tomorrow today, though, right? Not tomorrow. So, But he loved that place. Uh, but uh, TJ was advocating for you to keep your job, so I think you're going to keep your job. He said he kind of agrees with you, not that he doesn't like Tara Hamara. Yeah, Tara. no, listen, I, n- I never said I don't like right, Tara Right, you just said. It's overrated. Overrated. I'm comfortable making that assertion. Tara Humara's is not elite Mexican food. I am just saying, yeah, by the way, are they a potential sponsor? Because I don't want one of the vineyards coming in here and saying, you know, I don't think so. I don't think so. But I will say one thing about that place. Norman residents know they will pack you in there, man, like you're in a sardine can. I mean, they use every square inch of that place. And people are, yeah, man, the service, they're there all the time, man. Yeah, they're trying to run you out of there so I can get the next table filled. Now, again, I said that I like it, too. 
would it be my number one choice? It would not. But, you know, I if somebody says you want to go to Tarahumar, have some Mexican food, I'm say, yeah, absolutely. Just know that you're going to be crushed in a sardine can. With uh, You'll have to walk down the aisle sideways, pretty much. But the food's pretty good. Somebody wants to know, I'm curious, what is elite Mexican food, Parker? Mmm. Ever been to Rosa's Steely down in Texas? I have not. <sighs> Rosa's has, they've got locations all over Texas. Wait a minute. I've never. A Texas Mexican restaurant chain, better than Oklahoma. Now, what is the, what's the deal? I'm just telling you, man, fajitas are my go-to when I go into a Mexican restaurant. I've never had better fajitas than Rosa's. Fajitas are good. I've never had a bad. Well, I've had a mid fajita, I think, but never really a bad. Did you one. just use the word mid? I did. Yes, I've had a mid fajita. Okay, you're lucky. What is your birthday? Mid August. So you've got mm-hmm. about three more months to use the word mid before you are officially too old. Wait a minute. You mean when I turn sixty? When you turn I can't sixty, use mid? you are no longer allowed Come to use on, mid. Come on, I'm a hip old man. I know what mid means. I think. Probably because Sooner Co. Wetzel just said on the text line, Velvet Taco is mid. Mm-hmm. You're mid, Sooner Co. Wetzel. <laughs> oh, man. You know what? I kind of I don't know why, but I like Chewy's right now as my go-to. I like uh, the atmosphere. I like some of their dishes, and I like Seniors Hours there. Seniors Hours, if you dine during the magic hour between 4 and 5 o'clock, you're good to go. There's no waiting, man. You get your food quickly. Uh, you know, there'll be like two or three tables full of people. They're usually 65 plus or me and my wife. Now, my wife was asked to go to dinner with her with her girlfriends the other nights. And uh, her girlfriend, Susie, said, now, are we going at regular time or Mike Steely hours? Mike Steely hours are between 430 and 5. You arrive, there's no waiting time. And you are going to be served promptly, quickly. And if you go to the right place, in delicious delicious fashion. So I'm advocating for the seniors' magic dining hours. That's a man that's been in media for 40-plus years right there, that all about is, efficiency. That's exactly. <laughs> that's such an old thing. All right, what is going on with Jordan Tyson? Well, he committed Arizona, Arizona State. State. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Well, Rashad Samples is what's going on here. And we we talked about it yesterday for quite a while on the airwaves. This really took a turn towards the Sun Devils on Monday evening. It was when things started to trend heavily in favor of Arizona State as opposed to Oklahoma. Look, Oklahoma thought they had the kid. And they did to be quite frank, before he headed out to Tempe for that visit. And by Monday, it was looking like more and more of a toss-up. And then by the time evening rolled around on Monday, it was apparent that Jordan Tyson was going to be a Sun Devil. So, you know what? It's on to the next, as far as Oklahoma's concerned. That's a guy that would have been a contributor, certainly. Would have played snaps for this football team this fall. But not necessarily a cornerstone in the offense. You know, I don't think anybody's going to be sitting around in October or November asking, oh, my gosh, what if Oklahoma had Jordan Tyson right now? Yeah. Well, you know, it it just looked like it was going to happen for OU, but uh, Arizona State comes through, gets the commitment. We saw that come down yesterday. 
Uh, maybe he's a hard partying kind of guy because they like to party out in Tempe, don't they? Arizona State has a reputation of one of the biggest partying schools in the country. Yes, and Rashad Samples has a reputation as well. And his reputation, for those that are unfamiliar with Samples, uh, is largely connected to and goes hand-in-hand with the advent of NIL. So, Jordan Tyson gets to go play out in warm weather, attend a party school, make some decent coin, Thus, Arizona State is the pick. You know what? I guess he's not a cultural fit because we don't party at the University of Oklahoma. Not in this program. Not in this program. I was about program. to say, Steely, why don't you tell us about your college days? Well, then? my college days, yeah, I, I didn't have any culture. There was no culture. But in this Brent Venables program, I mean, it's the pitchers are icy cold milk. There's no partying at the University of Oklahoma in the football program, right, as far as we know? Is milk still a thing? And obviously, yes, milk is still a thing in that people still drink it. But my thing is, I guess what I'm wondering, what I'm asking is, when I was growing up, when I was a child, you were supposed to drink like several glasses of Mm -hmm. milk a day, Yeah. right? Have we come to the conclusion as a society that drinking several glasses of milk is unnecessary? That that whole milk shtick was entirely superfluous. All these pansies out there are drinking soy milk and flavored milk. Well, yeah, no we used joke. to drink chocolate milk, strawberry milk back in the day. I bet Phil Pachotti's drinking milk. I tell you, I, I was out yesterday afternoon helping my fiance grocery shop, and she grabs a carton of almond milk. And I'm standing there, and, you know, I've never... I mean, I've tried almond milk, but I've never like I would not willingly drink any substitute milk over actual cow's milk. And almond milk has, of course, become a big thing, as has oat milk and soy milk to a certain extent. But we're there in Walmart, and I ask, "What what do you do? Like, you can't milk an almond. Show me the udders on an almond. They don't exist." They do not, so it's not real milk. It's some kind of flavored concoction. Exactly. What you are drinking does not remotely resemble the milk. The greatest generation that won World War II. You think they could have won with almond milk? Hell no. Absolutely not. No chance. They wouldn't have even have stormed the beaches because if you're drink- drinking almond milk, you're jumping out of that, uh, that ship and swimming in the other direction. Somebody on the text line said, milk is gross and there's no reason for a human to drink cow milk. Yeah, look, I've never been big on milk. I like chocolate milk. I'll drink chocolate milk from time to time. Strawberry milk's pretty like, good, straight, though. straight white milk. I know. Never, as kids, never really used... been into it. And apparently the FDA and all these nationwide health organizations, from what I hear secondhand are gradually beginning to shift people away from drinking as much milk as they once recommended over the course of a single day. But still, almond milk, almond milk is not milk. Oat is, milk is not milk. What you is cannot the biggest, milk an oat. What is the biggest pansy milk out there? Is there one called pansy milk? Oh, no, it's definitely oat milk. Okay, oat, oat milk. milk is the pansy milk. All right, so all the pansies are drinking oat milk. Can I say pansy? Am I going to get Bob Huggins on that deal or something? Bob Huggins is keeping his job, though. <laughs> no, I don't think what you said and what Bob no, Huggins said are close. How about remotely in the that same conversation? Ballpark. Jeez. 
You're talking about a group of senior citizens getting together for a conversation on the radio. That was it right there. Oh, man. Did he think Did he think they were in a commercial break I and guess, they were just man. chatting off air? What I in the world? No, man. Wow. All right. Uh, let's take a break. This is the kind of radio you can expect. Alert the OAB. We're talking soy milk, almond milk, oat milk, pansy milk. The best Mexican food, that kind of stuff. We we did mix in about 90 seconds of OU football right there with Jordan Tyson committing to Arizona State. But we're going to get serious. This is going to be serious journalism, ladies and gentlemen. Very serious, maybe. Yeah, we got some rush going. So you think that Getty Lee, Neil Peart, Alex Lifeson drank soy milk to get to where they got Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. There's no way Neil Peart was doing all the all the stuff that he was doing on that drum kit with almond milk coursing through his veins. Neil Peart was guzzling gallons of whole milk and loving it. No doubt. Stay with us. We're coming right back here on The Ref. This legendary guitar solo brought to you by Whole Milk. That's right. Without Whole Milk, there is no free bird. No doubt about it. There's no stairway to heaven. There's no Hotel California. There's no rock and roll without whole milk. Think Chuck Berry was drinking almond milk, soy milk? I'll tell you who's who's drinking all the alternative milks. Mule shoe. Oh, yeah. He specializes in soy. Defense is made of soy products pretty much, right? Now, wait a minute, Steely. I'm a soy farmer out here in western Oklahoma. I take it. If this is the kind of show it's going to be today, count me in. Count me in. There we go. I was laughing today. Uh, Triggered Plank is one of my favorite planks because he was talking about yesterday. You know, Plank, I think, man, how many hats does he wear? He's got a whole hat collection that he's probably got 50 different hats, you know. Because he is out of here so quickly. It's like Usain Bolt coming out of the starter's block. Just because he's going somewhere else to do another show. It cracks me up. I think I get up early, like at 4.30 in the morning. And I've graduated to 4.30 from about 3.15 when I used to do morning shows. And I'd wake up about 3.15 in the morning. Uh, But sometimes I'll say, hey, I'll see Plank tweeting. Hey, getting ready to start up here on Fox Sports Radio or whatever. I'm like, Plank's doing a three-hour show before another three-hour show, and he's up before me, and I'm up at freaking 4.30. Unbelievable. So anyway, he was talking about how he finally, yesterday, you know, he did his show and uh, didn't have a lot on his schedule for once, and he's thinking, man, this is going to be a relaxing evening. And then the controversy about the Jada Coleman play. Whether or not... Grace Lyons stepped on the bag, started up, and Plank got pulled into the hell that is the Twitter sphere and could not escape. Could not escape. So what he thought was going to be a relaxing late afternoon and evening turned into a Twitter nightmare, and he was very triggered about it. So I don't know. Somebody on the text line said, Muleshoe drinks rice milk. Let's be clear here. Rice milk is not milk. Rice milk is actually rice water. Mm -hmm. And on the topic of Mexican food, it's horchata. Horchata is rice water. The little hint of cinnamon. Really? And horchata, have you you had horchata? 
There's a song. Who does the song Horchata? Was that the vampire or whatever, whatever their name was? I don't know. But the point is, yes, rice milk is actually rice water, and rice water is delicious in the form of horchata. Hmm. I'll have to try some nice horchata. One of the great guitar solos is Eruption by Van Halen. Yes, Lloyd, I agree. Outstanding. Anything with Eddie was really good. Those lead-ins are awesome. <laughs> Drew from Flyer Mountain says, the only other person I know that ever wakes up at 3 in the morning is Skip Bayless. <laughs> yes, Steely, the Skip Bayless of OKC so Sports he could, Radio. So he could shoot a fake video. Ernestine, I'm going to throw my Dak Prescott jersey in the trash, okay? So count me down, 3, 2, 1. I'm going to walk through the kitchen and act like I'm really angry. going to shake my head and just throw it in the trash. One of the worst videos in the history of Twitter. One of the worst ever. All right, so anyway, I was laughing about that uh, because when Plank gets uh, when he goes on his Dikembe Mutombo block fest, he hasn't been on one of those in a while, but they're always fun. So uh, anyway, you may have seen the tweet yesterday from D1 Softball. Tara Henry, D1 Softball, they sent a tweet out about the top five uh, pitching, pitching staffs or it was wins over loss, something crazy that had the top five pitchers. Uh, in D1 softball. And the OU staff, no one on the OU staff was included. No one. Which, like zero. Which does raise your eyebrows. Like, what? They've only got the best pitching staff in the country. It's not even close. You can make the argument that Oklahoma has the three best pitchers yes. in the entire nation. Absolutely. I mean, Jordy Ball's had a great year, there's no doubt. But you almost feel like, man, if she's there, Alex Tarocco needs to be in running for player of the year. And certainly Nicole, Nicole May does as well. So, anyway, the OU fans – Got after uh, Tara Henry. And even I saw Travis Davidson uh, respond to the tweet like, man, any metric that doesn't have OUs in the top five has got to be crazy. And she answered him back, and he said something like, all right, okay, I get what you're doing here. So, anyway, Plank had her on last half hour of his show, and uh, she talked about that stat that they threw out on the uh, Twitter account for D1 Softball yesterday. And it got interesting towards the end of this uh, clip. Yes, these are the top five pitchers in terms of weighted wins above average. You know, it's not looking at – we're not saying these are the best pitchers. We're actually saying that these pitchers on their teams are worth the most wins and runs. So, I even put it in the argo, you you would argue that OU is such an incredibly balanced team uh, and does well in so many different aspects that not one player uh, is going to make the difference on a win or a loss, right? So – um, you could argue that you wouldn't want to be on the top of this list, I, I would say. Uh, and if you look at a Montana Fouts, if, if Alabama doesn't have Montana Fouts, that's almost eight less wins for them, right? So yeah. they're getting eight more wins with an arm like Montana Fouts because that's how big of an impact she has on that squad. But, you know, I love the banter back and forth with the OU fans. I just wish some of them wouldn't attack me personally. That's That's when it gets, you know, a little bit oh, I uh, out you. of Don't control. Worry. <laughs> you know, I, it's just I, I like, it. are you kidding me? <laughs> IS makes perfect sense. OU's pitchers aren't among the top five nationally because their offense is too good. Yeah, exactly. So play the last part of that clip again, though. The very last part. You know, I love the banter back and forth with the OU fans. I just wish some of them wouldn't attack me personally. That's That's when it gets, you know. A little bit oh, I uh, out of Don't control. Worry. <laughs> Thank you. you know, I, it's just I, I like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I didn't get to see that part, but I can only imagine. Like that song. Hey, listen here, softball floozy. Have you seen OU play before? You know. <laughs> Are there floozies still out there? <laughs> oh, we 
we're not even half an hour in and we're completely off the rails. Florence We've gone a, from Florence the softball floozies trying to make a point here and apparently hadn't seen OU play before. It sounds like the Sooner Hillbilly mob got to her at some point. Because she's like, really? Seriously? Are you kidding me? I need to go back and read some of those, I guess. We've gone from alternative milk to floozies <laughs> over the course of our first half hour on the air here. Oh, man. What's crazy is I was thinking about Gordon Reese back in the day when they wrote the article. <laughs> Reese says he's been threatened by OU fans, you know, for making the Oregon call. That was clearly ridiculous, but... He's all you fans have been calling me home, threatening my life. You know. So I'm thinking of you think Gordon Reese was sitting there like in his lazy boy. I don't know what how old he was at the time, but I can picture him with like the Mr. Magoo glasses on in the recliner. You know, he's got the TV dinner right in front of him, the Swanson Hungry Man <laughs> special. And he's watching an old-fashioned TV with rabbit ears. And then the phone, which has a cord attached to it, rings. Honey, don't answer that. It's all you again. Gordon, uh, Sooner Bill wants to talk to you. Do you want to take his call? <laughs> Hell no. Hang up on him. Uh, have you ever had a Swanson Hungry Man dinner? Never in my life. I would venture to guess I'm not missing anything. Oh, the mashed potatoes or. By the way, I got to be honest. Interesting. I got to be completely honest. I got to come clean. Uh, I overhyped Hawaiian bros. It is no longer number one on my list of Hawaiian chain restaurants. Really? What is? Mobetas. Mobetas is Mobetta. Is that the one over on the uh, northwest side of Norman? Yes, it is. Hmm. You been there? Yeah. You have? Mm-hmm. There you go. I mean, I I enjoy going to chain restaurants at which I can eat a meal till I'm full and not feel terrible about what I just consumed. I can do that at Mobetta's. You like that stuff, man. We thought it was pretty good. Pretty good. I wouldn't put it in the major leagues. I'd put it down with the Durham Bulls myself, but that's just me. It all depends on what you like. What you like is what you like, right? Gordon, oh, you, Timothy's on the line, wants to talk to you. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> Tell him I'm watching all in the family again. <laughs> oh, man. Poor Gordon Reese. Oh, Steely's on one You today. know that that phone was just ringing off the wall. And Gordon's wife, if he had a wife at the time, was having to walk 20 yards with that cord and untangle it and try and hand it to him. So, anyway. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the kind of high-quality, serious journalism you're going to get on this Wednesday. I mean, it's Wednesday. Right? Another great rock and roll guitar solo into mm -hmm. break brought to you by Whole Milk. That's right. This is Dave Gilmore, right? It is. Playing his Stratocaster. Right after he finished it at every concert, he told Roger Waters when they liked each other, throw me that milk, and just started downing it. <laughs> we'll be right back here on The Ref. We'll, we'll get serious, maybe. Next up on our countdown of great rock and roll guitar mm -hmm. solos powered by real milk from real cows. That's right. 
Thanks to all the cows out there. Uh, I just looked up the definition of floozy. You want to take a shot at it? No, I don't. (laughs) What is it? I'm going to substitute the word exercise in this definition for another word. A young lady who has many casual exercise partners or who dresses or behaves in a very provocative way. More commonly used by the British people now. And it is considered very insensitive. wonder if Bob Huggins has used it in the last month or so. That conversation was like, Rest home radio. It really was. You know, it's like, it's like wow, am I just <laughs> am I outside the patio at a retirement facility? Oh, so let's go. we're going live now to Shady Acres Rest Home. Where Bob Huggins and his crew are having a very intense conversation. Bob Huggins is going to face a suspension and uh, but he's going to keep his job. So he's essentially getting fined a million dollars. Yes. Because his salary got a one million reduction. So you think about that in terms of what it's going to cost him. Well, it's not difficult to do the math there. Before he said all that, he talked about the rubber that were thrown on the floor and the crosstown clash, right? Use the P word. I'm thinking, this isn't going in a very good direction. Starting to careen off the road a little bit, and then boom, he went way off the road and basically was in a police chase. So, man, crazy. If uh, if we ever get to that point on this show with you and a guest, Steely, I'm mm-hmm. just pressing the hang-up button. Yes, do that or just turn my microphone off. Senility is only um, a few steps Listen, away from ja- me. Jackson Arnold almost cost you your radio career, so... We got to make sure that- Arnold. <laughs> That's why I never say JFA anymore. Well, I mean, I casually. Yeah, well, you know, hey, but I'll here's, tell here's you the why. thing. Jackson, Arnold. Here's the thing. I don't know how many people understand this about the way that radio works, but you're not actually hearing things in the exact moment that we're saying them because there's a bit of a delay. Mm-hmm. And there's a little button here in the studio that is reserved for moments like that. On the radio. It's called the dump button, which Usually, basically means you cut the delay. Right. So you have about 10 seconds typically between us saying XYZ and you hearing XYZ on the radio. Hitting the dump button will cut that delay and basically erase the last 10 seconds of the broadcast. Right. So I I fail to understand how anybody in that studio, after listening to Bob Huggins say what he said, didn't just go, whoop, okay, dump. Because, like, if you actually slip an F-bomb there in the middle of Jackson Arnold's name, I'm just hitting that button and nobody's the wife. The engineer must have been 75 years old, too, like the rest of them, right? I mean, it was crazy. By the way, the uh, clip we played in the last segment from uh, Tara Henry, D1 softball, the OU fans came after. That was our Ortho Central clip of the day. Ortho Central with clinics in Norman, Midwest City. And now, the brand new Tri-City location serving Newcastle, Tuttle, and Blanchard. These full-service clinics treat orthopedic and sports medicine injuries. If you're drinking soy milk and your bones are having issues, they might be cracking or they're very wimpy, Ortho Central. They'll get you taken care of. So, anyway. 
Okay, 405-651. The dump button doesn't work there. Plank tried it this morning. Oh, really? Uh, what was the offense? Do we know? Did, wait, Plank tried the dump button? I don't think Plank would have been able to hit it from where he's typically mm. sitting. Maybe Drake was in here telling one of his bad jokes to Josh or something, and Josh wasn't paying attention. Oh, boy. Hopefully Plank isn't in hot water. No, Drake comes in only with serious information. All right. (laughs) From the 918, Pastor Andy from BA here. (laughs) Tuned in about 15 minutes ago. What in the tarnation? Rice milk, guitar solos, and floozies. That's Basically, we're talking sex, drugs, and rock and roll is what we're talking, right? Somewhat, and throw in some milk for good pleasure, for good measure. You know what? I said oat milk was the consummate pansy milk earlier. Mm-hmm. I take it back. It's hemp milk. Well, somebody said on the text line that Rush was definitely drinking hemp milk. I, You know, what they were probably doing was using a form of hemp and then chasing it with milk, whole milk. So... Oh, it wasn't a bad thing, says Johnny. He just told a score on softball and see if they could dump it. They okay, so don't drop an F-bomb on the radio, Steely, because if you do, I won't be able to wipe it out. Hopefully, you know, I'm not much of a cursor. I'm really not. I never have been. Uh, don't get me wrong. Tiger misses a putt at Augusta from like three feet. That could give him the lead or something. Yes, there'll be some bombs that are dropped occasionally. OU Texas game, bombs dropped occasionally. USC winning a football game. Bombs dropped occasionally. But other than that, I don't do it a lot. So that's why I was kind of surprised that I got that close. But I just don't say – I don't mention the F with Jackson Arnold anymore at all. Okay. uh, So anyway, what do we have happening, ladies and gentlemen? Um, We've got some Dylan Gabriel sound I want to play. Can we cue those up? Let's do the first, those two at the top right in order. Uh, Dylan Gabriel was on the podcast. You may have heard we played uh, on uh, Monday, you know, him saying that he had an average year. He was on this podcast next up with Adam Brenneman. We played a couple clips again uh, on Monday. Got a couple new ones today. Uh, Dylan Gabriel said, first of all, expect a few new wrinkles with the Jeff Levy offense coming this fall. Every year, the offense changes a little bit. Exactly, yeah. And – from UCF to Ole Miss to Oklahoma, mm-hmm. it's different, you know, yeah. and that's part of the great part about it is he's forever evolving and, and changing to adapt to, you know, new defenses, yeah. uh, new structures. So having that, I mean, it's it's a blessing, but it's also, you yeah. know, there's some growing pains with it. But um, just year one, I think we learned the base of it. Mm-hmm. And obviously we struggled in some areas, but – Year two, we can kind of dive into the details. Yeah. And I think, like, just having that going into spring, mm-hmm. it was way better. Do you like playing fast? I do. I don't want to sound like Chris Brown, but I like to switch up the tempo. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, I think. He's rubbing off. You know, being, a, <laughs> being able to play fast and take advantage of, you know, defenses that aren't set, mm-hmm. um, I think is important. But I think being able to play it, at our pace, and most importantly, it's just controlling the game. Yeah. You know, on the offense, we set the tempo. I think that's more of the aspect I like. 
There you go, Dylan Gabriel talking about, again, uh, the playbook's always going to change a little bit. Certainly, uh, Jeff Levy has his philosophy and doesn't deviate from that, but uh, there will be some new wrinkles in the fall, and that's nothing uh, surprising there, really, him saying that. But do you think they will dial back the tempo some this year? They, You know, if the defense is going to be truly better this year, and I think they will be, they might dial it back some, but I don't think they'll have to dial it back a bunch if that defense makes the kind of leap that we think they're going to make. And I'm not saying they're going to be the 85 Bears, but they're not going to be the bad news Bears like they were in so many games last year. <laughs> That's a great way of putting it, Steely. And I think Oklahoma probably didn't show as much offensively in 2022 as they would have liked to just because they were put in so many compromising situations by the defense. Right? So I'm sure that there were a few – wrinkles that Jeff Lebby had in mind that they just didn't get to employ this past year because they didn't have game control. And that's what it's going to be about for the Sooners this fall, especially with such an easy conference slate. Game control. Not only can you win football, like, can you not only win football games, but can you control them? Can you maintain your pace of play, your style of play, can you dictate the flow of the game Yeah, against inferior opponents in terms of talent? All right, here's what Dylan Gabriel said about his personal goals for the 2023 season. For me, it, it's growth. It's I know there's untapped potential that I still you know, want to be coached up on and, and grow and, and know that I can be so much better. So I think that was my biggest thing is that opportunity to do so, mm-hmm. be coached up and be pushed. And that's – I go back to Coach Levy's, you know, relationship. Like, that's why I love, like, love him so much. Is like, I know he's gonna push me to a point where, you know, yeah. I'm gonna get better and I'm gonna grow, and um, that's all I want. There you go, Dylan Gabriel. Last year, completed nearly 63% of his passes, three uh, 3,168 yards, 25 TDs, six picks. Uh, you know, usually a better than four to one. Touchdown pass to interception ratio is pretty good, right? Uh, six rushing touchdowns. He had the 60-yarder against Nebraska, which still was amazing to me that he pulled that off, but he did. And he was the Big 12 Offensive Newcomer of the Year. But, again, can he play better? 100% he can. That uh, completion percentage was at uh, nearly 63. Probably should have been in the 65 range. Um, and he's saying, you know, he thinks he will be better this year. So the Sooners need him to be better, and certainly with a better defense, he won't be under the tremendous uh, stress that he was, you know, having to score and, uh, you know, make all those drives count when they had the football because the defense couldn't get enough stops. So, all right, break time right here. Good to have you with us. Mike Steely, Parker Thune here at the Buffalo Wild Wings studio tomorrow out at Cavens Group. That'll be fun to see Gary and the crew out there. And uh, let's keep those texts rolling in, 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Coming right back here on The Ref. Riverwind Casino sponsors our call-in line, 405-329-9000. Riverwind is a great sponsor of so many uh, events also in the community. They uh, were the uh, lead sponsor of uh, Baker and Emily Mayfield's big Golf event for uh, Meals on Wheels up at Top Golf recently. That's what they do in the community. They help out good causes. 
Riverwind, also, there is cause for celebration for you because the shows are back for Beats and Bites 2023. We'll kick off the festivities May 27th with 38 Special and Blue Oyster Colts out on the Beats and Bites stage. Beats and Bites 2023, presented by Coop Ale Works as well. Great local food trucks out there. You'll have a choice of just about anything you're looking for food-wise. Tickets are only 10 bucks. Bring the kids, bring your folding chairs, games and activities for the kids. Great food in a great environment for some big-time bands, Beats and Bites 2023. Uh, in June, we've got the Gin Blossoms and Tonic. July, Mark Chestnut, Shannon Doan, Tracy Bird. In August, Gary Allen at Beats and Bites 2023. And the Showplace Theater, again, it's not too far away. We'll finally have a show back inside the friendly confines of the Showplace Theater, a great little concert venue. If you haven't been there, you'll love it. Earth, Wind, and Fire will be the first band up June 23rd in July. We have Collective Soul and Josh Turner, along with the comedy of Gabriel Iglesias. In August, Dwight Yoakam and Counting Crows. Uh, REO Speedwagon in September, September 8th. Chicago, September 15th. New shows just added recently. Foreigner, Rodney Carrington, and Aaron Lewis. All of those tickets are available. If you're at the uh, casino, just drop by the box office right there in front of the Showplace Theater or get online at riverwind.com. They also have the 15K momentous occasions uh, drawing happening uh, this weekend. That'll be on uh, Saturday night. They'll have the preliminary drawings where a bunch of winners are going to receive $500 in cash or $500 in bonus play. Uh, you could hear your name called in the preliminary drawings from between 6 and 11.30 this Saturday night. And then the uh, grand prize drawing for two grand prize winners will be just before midnight. And those grand prize winners will be selected to receive $1,500 in cash or $1,500 in bonus play each. Only at Riverwind Casino, simply the best. Okay, uh, let's get back to the text line, 405-651-3439. From a listener up to the 918, the Gordon Reese impersonation is the best. Fun fact, he was the line judge during the 1982 Stanford-Cal game, and some say he missed a forward lateral call. Uh, if wow. You <laughs> I mean, if the you watch is on the field. If you watch the play, he definitely missed a forward lateral call. But to be fair, if he calls it, we're deprived of one of the most seminal moments in the history of college football. Was it a uh, trombone player that got run over on the way to the end zone? Yes, Gary. Oh, what was his name? Gary something or other. I wonder if he's still around. He might could audition oh, definitely. for Ted Roof in the three-man front as the uh, Heck, he's probably about your age. Trombonist. What was that, 82? 82, 83. Elway was the quarterback uh -huh. for Stanford, and I remember John Elway came to Norman and won on a, a rain-slicking field against the Sooners one year. Ran like crazy all day. So, All right, 405-651-3439. <laughs> I can't read that text. I want to, but Wait I can't. Wait a minute. Are you sure uh, you can't? Yes, I'm sure I can't. From the 918, if you don't know what OnlyFans is, you can't use the word mid, Steely. <laughs> Maybe you're right about that. I'll give you that one. One listener says, about the only chance for Levy to use the wrinkles was against OSU last year. It wasn't very good that day. Yeah, I don't know. I, I You know, for the offense, the question mark is going to be who is going to emerge as the number one receiver. The uh, favorite right now would be Jalil Farouk, but it could, could it be somebody else? We'll see. 
what are they going to do? Are they going to be good at both tackle positions? Because they lose Anton Harrison, obviously, to the NFL and the Jacksonville Jaguars in the first round. And uh, Wanya Morris, you know, are they going to be good? I think they probably still will be good. But those are two guys that you automatically just don't say, yeah, we'll be just fine. I mean, just lost a first-round pick. So, uh, they will see. From the 402, shout-out to the homeland. Parker is behind DG. He has said Mo Betas is the best Hawaiian in town. Well, there you go. There From a native Hawaiian himself, Mo Betas is superior. Maybe I got the wrong dish when I was there because I thought it was – well, I can't say mid anymore. <laughs> uh, I thought it was above average, barely. Mo average? Yes. And I'm not – it's only because it just wasn't maybe my style. Like, I thought the rice was kind of bland. Maybe I mean, I rice by nature is But bland. I thought there might be some special Hawaiian, you know, hula sauce or something. Did you or, get the teriyaki sauce? No, I didn't. Okay, I should have well, sauced it up more. I didn't. What What meat did you order? Um, I'm trying to remember. So you have the teriyaki chicken. I did have the chicken. The chicken was all right. Pretty you, good. Was it the teriyaki or was it the pulehu? The garlic sea salt chicken. Are you telling me they put poo on the chicken over? I ain't going to. <laughs> I think it was the pulehu. Because okay. I always experiment with stuff. I'm like, I, I know what teriyaki is. So I, I thought the the meat, the chicken was solid. Uh, some of the other stuff. Like I said, I probably didn't order right. So I'm willing to give it a second chance. And I'm not saying it was just horrible. It just wasn't my style. We'll do a show one of these days from Mobetas with Dylan Gabriel. There you go. Well, they probably won't be inviting me now. They're writing my name down right now. Do not invite this man. He used the word floozy, and he said our food was <laughs> mid. All right, stay with us. We want to thank uh, Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 405-579-3113. They're awesome. They'll do great work for you. Got another hour to go. We've got T.J. Eckert coming up at 135. Keep it here. Yes, yes, we're here talking. Talking very tawdry as well. Would you say today has been a tawdry show? I'd say most shows are somewhat tawdry. Especially now that we have the nip. (laughs) 405 651 39. 34 39. Not 39. 34 39. On the Knip Chevrolet text line 405 651 3439. All right. uh, T Row was saying something this morning because it's great radio in the morning and he says very interesting things and so does TJ. Do you agree? He thinks that, uh, how would I, let me see, how am I going to say this? (laughs) I think he thinks some of the OU fans have turned into wimps a little bit in terms of their level of confidence in their football program. Saying that, oh man, we need to be in the SEC. Big 12, please. Too easy. We should have gone to the SEC. And now... You're headed to the SEC, and everybody's like, oh, my gosh, it's the SEC. Six and seven has done that to some Sooner fans. There's no doubt about that. But do you think that the University of Oklahoma football program right now, some of its supporters are kind of like the bully in a Christmas story 
who uh, Ralphie, this Ralphie represents the six and seven season, who beat the Sooner fan into submission, and it changed the whole dynamic. Is that a bad analogy? I'm saying that Ralphie in a Christmas story, who was bullied by that redheaded dude, finally stood up and took the redheaded dude down. And the redheaded dude was never the same. His reputation, gone. He was a he was drinking whole milk for a long time, and then it turned into soy milk after he got a good butt kicking. So I think Ralphie represents the six and seven season of last year and pounded some of the OU fans into not submission, but a weaker state of mind about their program. Which is understandable. Mm-hmm. Fans in general tend to be very what, – what's the proper adjective here? You like Bob Dylan. The Uneasy. answer, my friend, is blowing in the wind. <laughs> Fans are on edge about everything. This is why message boards exist, right? So that fans of all programs across the country can bond and commiserate around their insecurities. Message board geniuses is one of the great accounts out there. It is. No doubt. Absolutely classic. But uh, what say you, OU fan base out there? You're on the home of Sooner fans, 405-651-3439. I think they are going to win 10 games this year. I think I'm setting the floor at 9, but I think they're going to win 10. And I don't think that's a terribly hot take. Maybe this is the Crimson Kool-Aid that I'm drinking right there. Maybe I drank way too. I Look, I was intoxicated on the Crimson Kool-Aid of a year ago. Part of that was because you you were so angry. Well, I was, mm-hmm. and most of the Sooner band base at Muleshoe and his dastardly deeds that you thought, all right, they're going to start playing defense. But you forgot about you forgot about the talent level to a certain extent, right? On defense, wasn't very good. I mean, I'm not saying everybody on the defensive side of the ball couldn't play the game, but you know what we're saying. The Selman brothers weren't walking through that door. Neither was Boz, Rod Schott, Ricky Dixon, you know, Roy Williams, Teddy Lehman, Rocky Kalmus. They, I think, got a lot of help. And I think there were some faulty assumptions made by us and by a lot of folks, not just in Oklahoma but across the nation, about that team and its makeup heading into the 2022 campaign because I'll be honest, I I didn't see it at the time in the way that I evaluated Oklahoma preseason, but we all kind of had the expectation, whether wittingly or unwittingly, that the X's and O's were going to matter more than the Jimmys and the Joes. Mm-hmm. That Brent Venable's magic system and his mind for the defensive side of the football, as brilliant as it is, was going to solve all of the Sooners' talent deficiencies. And that just wasn't realistic. Yeah, and Brent had his own learning curve. The game day management wasn't up to up to par. And look, that you know, first time as a head coach, clearly it's different than being a D.C., Clearly. I mean, it's obvious, but you know what I mean? I I don't think the game day management was good enough. And I think they'll get better. Guess what? I bet Brent and the staff went through that. How can they be more efficient? Because that's the way they operate. 
But I do expect them to be better defensively. I'm not saying, again, they're going to be great, but can't get much worse than last year. And I still think they have some good players. Uh, you know, they had good players last year that were maybe thinking too much and not reacting, not just playing the game. And uh, you, you add what they were able to get through the portal, and I think you've got a lot of good depth there, and I think that uh, that's big too that you can bring guys in, keep them fresher because you have more able-bodied players to go out there and play the game defensively. From the 580, your worst analogy ever. I think you meant to say your most brilliant analogy ever. I mean, who else would have thought of Ralphie as the 6-7 and seven season? Well, if the answer is no one, Steely, mm-hmm. then that could mean one of two things. You're leaning towards genius, right? Sure. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Somebody else in the 405 said, can we please crack back block on Jamoy Hodge the whole game this Jamoy year? Jamoy Hodge is an enemy of the States. Remember how he was over there crying after that happened? Jamoy Hodge. He was crying? Yeah, wasn't he crying afterwards? They got a shot like he was all upset about it. He was upset because he was out, right? But Jamoy Hodge, uh, TCU, look, you're naive if you don't think defenses from the start of the game of football have been trying to knock out the opposing quarterback. But to do it the way he did it, I don't know. That was such a dirty play. From the 918, you're a fool if you believed Brent's brain was going to save that defense in only one offseason. I would agree with that. I would agree. Brian in Tulsa says, change brings a reality check. Sometimes we had a rough season. It happens, but change kicked us in the butt. Now it is time for us to be rocky. Yes, I can hear going to fly now. You think they're playing that over there during some of the practices? This is where I make the concession that I haven't watched any of the Rocky movies. Okay, we've got to get you on the Breakfast Club. You ever seen The Goonies? I have not. I I told Shay, you've got to see The Goonies at least once. Somehow it came up she hadn't seen The Goonies. Watched The Goonies the other night. She didn't like it. I don't get this. That's because you're looking at your phone. You're not watching the movie. It's a good, solid popcorn matinee movie, but it doesn't hold up as well. And those ki- a lot of the kids, particularly early in the movie, were extremely annoying. So, anyway. Also from the 918, I was disappointed that the offense couldn't carry the team through the season. Missed opportunities led to at least three losses. But that right there, I think that highlights the issue at Oklahoma, the systemic issue, which is that Oklahoma fans have come to expect that their offense is going to carry the team. Yeah, yeah. And that's not a championship formula. It never has been. Well, and uh, it's like, of course, you have Jackson Arnold around now, so it's a lot different. But last year, it was like Paul Cruz said in the, uh, the Longest Yard, Burt Reynolds, the most important thing is to protect your quarterback, me. And they couldn't, well, Jamoy Hodge was certainly a, uh, it was a dirty hit. But that drop-off from Dylan Gabriel, and Dylan, Dylan Gabriel, I gave him a 6-5 for last year out of 10. Um, that drop-off was a Grand Canyon-sized drop-off. 
I have never seen such inept backup quarterback play ever. I saw George Blanda after smoking a pack of Marlboros on the sidelines run out there like 75 years old for the Raiders when Snake Stabler went down and lead them down the field to the game-winning field goal, which he kicked. Not even soccer style. That's Straight you, ahead? That's right. Towed it? He towed it. Absolutely he did. That's why if you look up a picture of George Blanda when he was with the Raiders, and he was probably like 30, 39 years old. Or yeah, he's, 40. his hairline's receding. He's he, ripping on a heater. He looked like he was 75, though. I mean, he literally looked like he was 75. That man lived life. So did Snake Stabler, by the way, because he had a girlfriend named Wicked Wanda back in the day. Wicked Wanda? Wicked Wanda hung out with Snake Stabler, yes. You'd have to go ahead and Google it up. But Snake liked a good beer and a Wicked Wanda at his side. From the 806, my daughters are about Parker's age, I think, 24, 25. And the Goonies is an all-time favorite of both of them. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that Shay was interested in looking at other stuff on the phone, though, because, and that's the sad part of if movie theaters go away, hopefully they don't because the movie experience is best experienced in a theater. That was redundant. But because if you're at home, you are going to, and I do it too, man, I wonder what's going on on Twitter. There's going to be some controversy, you know. Uh, so you pick up your phone, and you miss maybe valuable parts of the movie. You think the movie theaters are going to go the way of malls eventually? Like maybe you'll have one or two in a nice city, and other than that, that's it. I'll I'll be honest, man. I thought COVID was going to kill movie theaters once and for all. But they've survived, most of them at least. We were coming back from uh, Shay's treatment yesterday and uh, driving back. And uh, I said, there's a relic from days gone by. And we were driving back south, uh-huh. Crossroads Mall back in the day. Because we both, when we were growing up, you know, Norman High. And Norman, well, this was well before Norman High. When Crossroads came out, this is the greatest thing ever. They have everything. They, they can't get any better than this. Crossroads Mall was like the Taj Mahal. I mean, you had everything, Spencer's Gifts, Sporting Goods, Video Games, El Phoenix Mexican Restaurant. You had Farrell's Ice Cream, Orange Julius. You had bumper cars. It was literally Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory, pretty much, with clothing stores and other stuff. It was awesome. And now what is it? It's like the ruins of the Coliseum. No, it's not on that level, but it's just there. It's just there. And I remember thinking it can't get any better than Crossroads Mall. And it did, but like I said, now it's history. Retail. Tough business. Malls. Mm, I, I think we might have an, uh, an AI robot uh, mall where you go there and everything is run by artificial intelligence one day. That's probably what will happen. Okay, 405-651-3439 on the uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. Good to have you along today.
We've got T.J. Eckert coming up at 135. Let's get back to the text line when we get back right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right, we're back. T.J. Eckert coming up in our next segment. Here in the Buffalo Wild Wings studio tomorrow out at Cavens Group. See Gary, Amanda, and the crew out there. And the dogs. Duke and Simba. Now friends with Simba as well. So uh, we're going to have a good time out there. Let's get as many texts in as we can. 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. I live in Dallas. North Park is busy 24-7. It's like an Apple store. Well, everything is busy in Dallas. Yeah. I'm not surprised malls are still alive and well in Dallas because there are too many people there than Dallas knows what to do. And you're always going to have, at least for the foreseeable future, like the the upper tier malls are going to hang around for a while. But I don't know. And then the reason we got in that conversation is Shay and I, you know, we went to uh, Norman High together, grew up in Norman, went to the same church, all of that stuff. And we were just thinking about how big it was when Crossroads Mall opened. And we thought, man, awesome. It was going to be around forever. True Sooner said Crossroads Mall had hot chicks, too, <laughs> with a wink emoji. And I met Steve Martin there. They were having a Steve Martin lookalike act like Steve Martin contest for free tickets to his show at the Lloyd Noble that evening. And the real Steve Martin showed up. Well, it, that's did you, pretty awesome. Did you meet Steve Martin or did you just think you met Steve Martian, mm. Martin and it was actually Ted Roof? There, there's a little bit of a resemblance there. I don't know that Ted Roof can play the banjo that well, though. But uh, that's an awesome story, True. I like that. That would have been maybe, I'm guessing, around 1977 would be my guess, maybe. Hey, uh, we were thinking about, how have you been doing with the mandolin? Have you uh, perfected the, your craft on the mandolin yet? You went, you bought a mandolin just over a year ago, right? At this point, yeah, I guess we're getting close to a year. I was thinking about what would it sound like if you joined Ted Roof in the three-man front, and let's picture, let's picture, if you will, Parker Thune, very confident mandolin player, backing up Ted Roof in the three-man front. I think we had 14 tackles for losses and three sacks, and those are good good numbers. Uh, and at the same time, understand that there's a lot of room for improvement across the board. Uh, but uh, was was pleased how they played and. Uh, Again, just ready to go back to work and get better this week. I think you're going to need to get your base out because you're not going to get your money for nothing and your chicks for free (laughs) with the mandolin. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. Let's jazz it up with you on base and uh, a little horn section. I think we had 14 tackles for losses and three sacks, and those are good good numbers. Uh, And at the same time, understand that there's a lot of room for improvement across the board, Uh, but uh, was was pleased how they played and – Again, just ready to go back to work and get better this week. That's better. I love it. Very vaudeville. I like that. I think that's Herb Alberts also backing uh, up with you on the base there. You know what Herb Albert had? Tijuana brass balls is what Herb Albert had, all right? Just telling you. That was his band was the Tijuana brass. Herb Albert and the Tijuana brass. I bet Barry Bygod Switzer knows all about Herb Albert. Not this young whippersnapper who's looking at me again going, what are you talking about, old man? 
Somebody on the text line, Patrick, said, I'm going to ask AI to create a song about Ted Roof. Uh, Patrick, yes. do it, and then you can email it to us. Yes, email us the lyrics. We'll set music to it. We will have the Ted Roof anthem. Yes, my first Orange Julius was at Crossroads Mall. I remember wanting to go there over Frontier City. There you go. An Orange Julius was the first taste of an Orange Julius. It was like manna from heaven. Describe to me an Orange Julius. It's a frothy, orangey, kind of malty, but not the thickness of a malt. Um, Okay. And it's just a wonderful concoction of greatness. That's how I would describe it. I don't believe I've ever had an Orange Julius. Not that I can recall anyway. You will, uh, you'll be very excited. If it, are there any Orange Juliuses around now? Well, I tell you, growing up in Nebraska, you know, you drive around for baseball games and tournaments on the weekends. And one of the staples up in Nebraska on the fast food scene is Dairy Queen. Mm-hmm. There, see, there's a subway in every small town in Nebraska ever. You drive into a small town in Nebraska, there's going to be a subway. But most of them, most of those communities had Dairy Queens. And there would be an Orange Julius, like, inside the Dairy Queen. Oh, really? You know, like, sometimes you have Schlotzky's and Cinnabon. Or they combined A&W with Long John Silver's. Exactly. Exactly. So you'd have Orange Julius inside the Dairy Queen. But I... Me and my family didn't really frequent Dairy Queen, so I never had an occasion to have an Orange Julius. Ah, that's what everybody is saying right now on the text line. The DQ did buy them up. There you go. By the way, have you ever had a Dilly Bar over I, at uh, I DQ? I have had a Dilly and Bar. And? Pretty good. Pretty good? Pretty good. Pretty, oh, pretty good. I can, I can rock with a Dilly Bar. Sooner Soldier says he picked one up every time, an Orange Julius, when he was at Crossroads Mall back in the day. So they used to serve them at the Texas State Fair during the OU game. What is this from the 918? If your Orange Julius didn't have a raw egg in it, you are not a man. Did they have? I don't know. Did they? I don't think I ever had one with a raw egg. Maybe this was like Sylvester Stallone, you know, during Rocky. Maybe that was like the way you made your protein shake back in the day. I don't know. It sounds pretty good, too. They did have a strawberry Julius. You're right. Why was it called a Julius? Enlighten me. I maybe they were paying tribute to either Dr. J or Julius Caesar. I don't know. From the 402, Parker Westroads and Crossroads in Omaha both had Orange Julius before your time. Man, you want to talk about a ghost town? <laughs> Westroads Mall in Omaha. That place used to be hopping. Is it haunted now? now? It's, basically. I remember going to Westroads at the age of seven or eight with my mom. Of course, anytime you'd go on a shopping trip with your mom when you were young. I don't know if this was your experience, Steely, but, you know, it would last anywhere from two to three hours, mm-hmm. and you'd just be getting dragged along from one clothing outlet to the other. Oh, yeah. One one department store to the next, sitting around outside fitting rooms. So it was miserable. I never oh, enjoyed it. As a kid, I never had good memories you, in Westroads Mall. When you went to get school clothes, you know, now the girls loved it, but as you didn't want to try on stuff and everything when you were a guy. I love the story. My dad, God rest his, may he rest in peace, 
the first time he came to Norman was in a covered wagon, literally. No, it was a horse and buggy because they, they were, worked a farm out on uh, where Rock Creek Road is way back when. But my mom tells a story that my dad's mom used to buy his school clothes. And if you're a Normanite, you know this old store, Wacker's Department Store. Wacker's? Wacker's, yes. Wacker's. Wacker's Department Store. And they had like cowboy, you know, they had a lot of clothes and cowboy boots and stuff like that. But she would take him to Wacker's Department Store before the start of the school year. Yes, Wacker's. Like Jim Wacker, the former TCU football coach way back in the day. And... My mom said, yeah, and, and uh, Maxime was my uh, grandma's name. Bought him three pairs of the same pants and three of the same brand of shirt. The, the same color and everything. Oh, a little and Mark Zuckerberg wardrobe. Yes, pretty on. much. So he got three pairs of the same jeans and three versions of the same shirt. And that was those were his school clothes for the year at Wacker's Department Store back in the day. Go ahead and Google it up. You'll find a picture of Wacker's Department Store, which was a Norman institution for a long time. All right, we got a break right here. T.J. Eckert on the way next. One of our main men in Tulsa. And uh, we'll talk a little, well, what's going on in Tulsa this week. Live golf. 54 whole events. You know what live what Roman numeral does it spell out? 54. 54. Clever. For the 54 whole event. We'll talk to TJ about what's happening at Cedar Ridge and more when we get back. Yes, he is. He is TJ Eckerts joining us on the Riverwind Casino Hotline today. All right, TJ, big time this week. Live Golf coming to Cedar Ridge and Broken Arrow. You've got a uh, large contingent of Oklahoma players, obviously Taylor Gooch being the uh, the hottest player uh, coming to town, former Oklahoma State Cowboy, Carl Albert Titan. You have uh, CH3, Matthew Wolf, Eugenio Chikara, Peter Uline, five Cowboys, one Sooner, Abe Answer. Uh, what's the atmosphere been like out there? You've been out there covering the practice rounds. They don't start up officially until Friday, 54 whole event. But what's the setup look like? And uh, uh, what's the, what's the atmosphere been like so far? Yeah, well, I can absolutely say beyond beyond a reasonable doubt, it is completely different than what we had with the PGA last year. I mean, just polar opposites in terms of atmosphere. On Monday when I came out, and was just getting some shots of the setup and grandstands and stuff. There was like three players that were there kind of hitting some balls on the range, and the music on the driving range was blaring so loud, like a party. And there was nobody else out there. And then uh, today today there was a bunch of more players. Almost all of them were out there today getting practice in. And same thing, music was being played. Uh, obviously, everybody knows they wear shorts. They don't have to wear pants. So they all were in their shorts, and they, some of them had their own music they were playing. And very relaxed. It's, uh, from a media perspective, incredibly different, too. Um, one of the media people within Live, I was, I was getting my credential and getting all that stuff, and she was like, yeah, so we have these press conferences today, but if you're walking around out there in the practice round, you want to grab a player and interview them, just go ahead and snag them, just make sure they're not swinging. It's like, are you, are you kidding me? That, that's an arrestable offense at the PGA Championship. Yeah, no doubt. They're letting us do that, so pretty crazy. TJ, switching gears from golf to football for a moment. Oklahoma State just released a new uniform package this morning. Now, obviously, when 
your color scheme mirrors that of a jack-o'-lantern. You really got to be careful with the combinations you put together or stuff begins to look very garish very quickly. But I'm actually pretty impressed with the new jerseys for the Oklahoma State Cowboys. I thought they were cool, too. Yeah, what are your thoughts, TJ? Yeah, I I agree. I'm always a fan, Parker, and it's hard trying to, like, pay homage to the past, right? Because you don't want to do it wrong or or do it too cheesy. But I feel like these are are subtle enough changes with enough – like homage to the past, that it, it, they, it, they tie together pretty well. What I'll, what I'll be curious is how many different combinations they're going to have, how many different helmets that they haven't shown yet they're going to keep pulling out. You know, that, like that's the thing with, with OSU and Oregon kind of started it, is these, that they, they release a new style, but they don't release everything. So, mm-hmm. like you mentioned, trying to be careful not to get to, you know, Halloween Town on us. But I, I don't know... I don't, they may have something in the up the sleeve that that might end up not ruining what they released, but kind of getting to that cheesy point. Right now, though, they look awesome. I think they did a really good job. I really like the way they released them too. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm a big fan. I think I think they did a good job. You know, and when Oklahoma uh, State started going this direction, and I thought it was a really good move. I said, you know, OSU's trying to be the Oregon of the Southwest. You know, to do you know, if you're Oklahoma State, you're going to always be an OU shadow in football. Do mm-hmm. something different. Do what you can. As many cool uh, uniform combinations as uh, you can throw out there, I think that's a wise move for Oklahoma State. I thought they looked pretty cool as well. All right, um, I want to get back to golf here for a minute because I want to know how much of the conversation this week has been about, you know, what live, who's backing live golf. Clearly sure. the Saudi regime. And, you know, hardliners like Brando Chambly on the Golf Channel have basically said, you know, those guys are out there representing evil people. Um, but you, you see a guy like Taylor Gooch and you see what he's doing for his foundation. You see that he's created generational wealth now for his family. Plus he's played some excellent golf and is a really good guy. Grew up in the Oklahoma junior golf system, right? Uh, wasn't this privileged kid who was taking lessons at a country club right off the bat. He went out there and, and earned this, but, uh, has there been much conversation or any blowback that, again, hey, this is just a money grab. I don't want to support this. Have you heard any of that out there? Yeah, sure. And first, I mean, you know, back to Gooch, I mean, talk about a kid not being a country club. I mean, grew up with John Conrad. That's like the exact yeah, opposite of exactly. being a country club kid, right? So, uh, honestly, no, no. It, there hasn't been any questions about Saudi money. There hasn't been any questions about, you know, you know, nine eleven victims or anything like that, like we saw last year some. Um, I did, I will say, I interviewed Gooch on a Zoom leading up to the tournament. I think it was sometime last week, and someone within their team said, just keep the questions about live and, and, the, and the golf. Don't, you know, don't bring up the other, that extracurricular stuff, the, the stuff on the outside, the Saudi stuff. Don't bring that up. And I was like, you know, I'm a sports guy. I really, I want to talk about golf. Mm-hmm. So it's not that big a deal to me. Um, any blowback, though, from, like, people who no, you would think right. that are golf fans, like, ah, I'm not going to that because right. of the what, what's behind there's, it? There's been some on social media that say, you know, you know, this is pointless. What, what, you know, why should we care? I'm not, I'm not going. You know, so there have been people that, that I think are actively staying away from it. But I feel like that's, you know, social media is such like an – it's like a vacuum. I mean, there's – I think there's a lot of people that live on social media that, you know, don't share the same opinion as people that are – you know, out and about. So it seems like most of the negativity is there. Everything around the, the tournament so far on site has been really positive. Hasn't been anything about 
Saudi Arabia, the money backing, anything like that. It's all it's all been geared towards the golf, and a lot of it's been geared towards golf in Oklahoma too, which has been nice to see too. Have you witnessed any cart path rumbles, or have has that whole situation blown <laughs> over? Have you cited Greg <laughs> Norman? Is he still thinking about ninety six at Augusta? We keep we keep the uh, the golf fights on the north side of the metro here in the Tulsa area. Oh this is my kind of the gosh. south side. That was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, we haven't no rumbles yet. Um, I did see. I think it was kind of off topic, but not really. Uh, Bernd Wiesberger, I believe is who it was, uh, fell today on the golf course, uh, rolled his ankle. So that's the most action we've seen in terms of athletic ability outside of golf. So that's the only thing I've seen. No fights yet. There you go. All right. Um, we played some Dylan Gabriel sound Monday and uh, today as well. And he's talking about, you know, um, his personal goals are just to keep learning and getting better. He kept it pretty generic. But, you know, you look at his numbers last year, and, uh, again, nearly 63% of his passes completed, almost 3,200 yards, 25 TDs, six interceptions. Again, better than a 4-1 to touchdown-to-interception ratio, which most quarterbacks will take any year. Yet there are some OU fans that are out there that still think this guy can't play the position. What do you expect to see out of Dylan Gabriel, and how can he be better in the fall? Well, I think Parker and myself kind of carried the we support Dylan Gabriel flag on social media throughout the entire season. I think we went, we were kind of the leaders of that campaign. Um, I think the main reason, Steely, is because you think about who came before Dylan Gabriel. They've been Heisman contenders or Heisman Trophy winners. And so if you don't play that level, it's almost like you're not good, which is just simply not true. Um, he's, he's probably closer to what you would call a quote unquote game manager, but he's not a game manager. He's a good, solid quarterback. Um, I would say just a few things that I, that I noticed from last season that I thought he struggled with that I think he can improve on it is, I think I hit on it with you guys a few times is the deep ball. Uh, felt like there was a few times where he was not putting enough touch on it and he was kind of driving deep balls and that's really hard to make catches that way. And it's hard to be accurate that way. So uh, it's a big part of Jeff Levy's system. It's a big part of what I think this offense wants to do. So being a little bit more accurate, being a little more, uh, you know, feathering balls in on deep balls. I think from a quarterback perspective, that's something that I think he could really improve on. And that's something that I think he was pretty good at coming into OU anyway. So it was interesting to see him maybe struggle just a little bit with that last year. So that's, that's the main thing I'd like to see. And I honestly, you would rather have a guy, Steely, that's not, forcing balls, throwing a bunch of picks, turning the ball over. Like, that's something you, you want to see from your quarterback is a guy who takes care of the football, which is why it was so surprising to see people so frustrated with him because he, he really didn't turn the ball over that much. TJ, before we let you go, one final question. Answer wisely. Start one, bench one, cut one. Whole milk, almond milk, oat milk. Well, first and foremost, I've never had oat milk, so I don't, I don't know where I can rank that on, on my list. Uh, almond milk is fine. It's water, I guess. Let's go. I'll, just, I'll, just, I'll cut oat milk because I haven't had it. Let's start whole milk because it's a classic, and then we will uh, bench, but certainly use almond milk in certain situations. And look at that. He came up, he came up with the correct answer. There you go. Well, he usually right, does. Good. We theorized good earlier that the greatest generation that won World War II could not have won it on almond milk or soy milk. <laughs> not that soft tap water milk? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> TJ, we appreciate you, my friend. Have fun out there this week. You you guys will do. See you later. TJ Ecker joining us, KTUL TV sports director and uh, overall good guy and a former quarterback himself at UCL.
and uh, at Bixby back in the day. All right, break time right here. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we've got another award-winning, probably not, segment on the way before we get locked in at straight up, well, almost straight up, 2 p.m. Tyler McComas is working feverishly right now to get all the insight you need with Parker. Stay with us. All right, welcome back. Got one more segment for you here on this Wednesday. A lot of great texts rolling in today. A lot of good stuff. 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Suter baseball team in action in Spokane, Washington, coming up this weekend against uh, Gonzaga. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and the OU women's softball team will not play until uh, they take the diamond at Hall of Fame Stadium on Friday against either uh, Iowa State or Kansas. So that's what's happening. That is your uh, Sooner Weekly Update, brought to you again by our friends at Wade Electric. You can contact them anytime to do great work for you at 405-329-1940. And don't forget, uh, this weekend at Riverwind, it is the culmination of another great promotion, the 15K momentous occasions promotion it is mother's day this weekend get out there if you've been playing with your wild card uh you know you're racking up entries and uh, you can go out there and possibly hear your name called they'll do preliminary drawings this saturday nights between 6 and 11 30 p.m winners are going to receive if they hear their name called 500 in cash or 500 in bonus play each all right 6 to 11.30 for the preliminary drawings and the 15K momentous occasions giveaway. And then just before midnight, the grand prize winners are going to be selected to receive $1,500 in cash or $1,500 in bonus play each. We'll have two grand prize winners drawn out just before midnight in the 15K momentous occasions uh, promotion, which, again, uh, wraps up coming up on Saturday night out at Riverwind Casino, and that's another reason why Riverwind Casino is simply the best. Okay, uh, 405-651-3439. Somebody was asking earlier on the Knippelmeyer uh, Chevrolet text line, who do you think the next high school commit will be? I saw that roll by a couple times. Zadavian Sims. Really? Yes. Hmm. Has that changed over the past week or so? Is um, right now we're trending towards a commitment by the end of the month for Zadavian Sims. Really? Yes. Four star kid out there, there down there in Durant, yeah, right? Now I to be clear, I'm not entirely convinced that one's going OU's way. I think the probability is that it's Oklahoma, but Oregon is in that race very heavily as well. These green teams are causing issues with defensive linemen, right? Michigan State? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's funny. <laughs> I walked into Mobetta's before I drove over here to the station. Walked into Mobetta's at like 11.15 to grab a plate. It's a free plate. I had a free plate with the app. Really? Yes, I have the Mobetta's app. That? They gave me a free plate. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go eat an early lunch at Mobetta's. I walk in. You know who's sitting in there? David Stone. By Job. What? Yep. Michigan State's own. Hmm. Was he wearing Spartan gear? He was. He was really? wearing a team issue Michigan State t-shirt. 
Did they kick him out of there? Uh, no. Okay, just wondering. Did you have a nice conversation with him? No. I ate my meal. He ate his. I, You know, I'm not going to. You were mad that he signed with Michigan State and you didn't talk to him. Is that it? No, I just, listen. Did you exchange? There is... Did you not even acknowledge his presence? Here's the thing. When there is a public figure, and I know by, right, I covered by, but when there is a public figure out in public trying to maintain a low profile, which is what he was doing, I don't want to call attention to that. Mm-hmm. So, him a little head nod, just kept moving. That's what I tried to do with Baker at the airport in the Bahamas, but and Shay then, wouldn't have any uh-huh. part of that. She handed me the phone and said, no, I'll regret this. Here, we're taking a picture. I was like, hi, hi, hi. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I'm, Were you I'm, starstruck? I'm taking the picture, guy. I'm glad I did it because Shay absolutely cherishes that photo. By she the way, here's Baker. your uh, here's your leader in the clubhouse for bad analogy of the day. Okay, don't pick on Live Golf when everyone likes OU to the SEC and Joe C sold us out for money. Yeah, I don't think they're killing journalists in the SEC though, <laughs> or beheading certain people. You know, what's funny is uh, my dad was up in New York City for a ministry conference a couple weeks back. And you know who he ran into and had dinner with up there? Greg Sankey. Really? Like, seriously? You didn't, you didn't slide my number to Greg? Now, was this like a dinner with just them or is it like a group of people? It was a whole group of people. Okay. I guess there was some... For some reason, Greg Sankey was kind of hanging out with the crowd at this ministry conference. Hmm, interesting. And he apparently he told my dad, yeah, I'm going to be in Omaha for the College World Series. Might stop by the church. I'm like, okay, well, there you go. That's got to be in the running for biggest celebrities that have ever attended church at my father's congregation, Greg Sankey, the actual president of college football. Somebody's asking on the text line, uh, when do you think we will hear the SEC schedule format? Would that be around maybe media days where they announce it? I would think so, yeah. Where are they at this year? Are they in Hoover again? I don't know. I'm not an SEC mode It yet. was. It will be at, what, the two-year, three-year anniversary of OU, the announcement? Two-year. Two years. It was 2021. Yeah, that's right. It would only be two years. Man, it seems like a long time ago now. Remember the, uh, what was the Brad Bradley Cooper movie where they put the uh, video out of the school logo on all the characters' faces when um, when that came out? You didn't see that one, that video? I need Walking into context. the conference room, it was, Bra- it was Bradley Cooper. It may have been American Hustle. But, and... Um, Every one of the players in the room had one of the school's logos, and it ended up, well, with a tawdry part of the video at the end where the Longhorns are fornicating with the Aggies in a certain way on a couch. So, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was quite solid, though. From the 405, does Parker's dad take prayer requests? My prayer request to him is that OU lands an elite D-line class. Dest in Florida, says Wayne. Thank you, Wayne. Appreciate that. Instead of Hoover. Hoover, Alabama. I think there's a Bucky's in Hoover. I would imagine. Uh, I stopped at a Bucky's somewhere in Alabama last year. Maybe it was Leeds. There you go. Might That's where Leeds. Charles Barkley was from. Yeah. Leeds. Charles Barkley's hometown. 
Brian says, yes, Steely, it was American Hustle in the video. You can find that Big 12 American Hustle video. It's pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Okay, we got to get out of here. I want to thank our friends at Riverwind Casino, Dr. Bellardo, Advanced Laser and Cataract Center, and all you guys, all you soldiers out there in the Ref Army, drinking whole milk because you can fight a battle. Thank you. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Let's get locked in next.